Hello, and welcome to Game Go Podcast, the podcast where we talk about video games and whatever the hell else we want. This is Hate Bit Hero and Sonorith. Hi. So, first we want to apologize. Last week we didn't do an episode. Probably should have warned you guys, but it was E3. And for those of you that don't know, that is a big, uh, it's called the Electronics Entertainment Expo. It's huge. It's yeah. Candyland for video games for the year. And for the first time ever, it was open to people that wanted to buy tickets, just whoever. Yeah, the public. They were expensive, but if anybody could get in, that line was long. Yeah, and also for the first time ever, we got in for free. Uh, I should clarify, we didn't pay for our tickets. We didn't have (laughs) tickets. Um yeah. Apparently, one, this is actually a story we should probably talk about. He, um, big concern. A few months ago, Phoenix Comic Con, there was a man that brought a bunch of weapons in. He wanted to hurt uh, the Green Ranger, White Ranger, Tommy Oliver. Yeah. Jason David Frank. He wanted yeah. to hurt him. Uh, but the police found him, and they stopped him. So now people were like, why isn't the security better here at E3? Um, I agree with those people. Like, we shouldn't have got in nearly as easily as we did. I got yeah. in four times on one day alone. Yeah, I only had the one day off available to me, but it was absolutely no problem. I just put on an old badge, a fake badge that I had from last time, which, which also... we upgraded with pieces of detritus. Yeah, just it, we just kind of made it slightly look like a passable badge, and it was no problem. Honestly, if anybody wanted something, they could really just go get any random badge holder, print something that looks kind of like it, and just walk in with a you know slightly crowded group. Yeah, uh, I didn't even have a badge. I managed to get in, making it look like I was working. Yeah, and people let me in. We had asking. we had another badge uh, lanyard, even just yeah. the lanyard. Yeah, just the lanyard, and that was enough to uh, just he put it in his jacket, tucked it in, and walked around with his phone uh, yeah. like he was recording, and that was it. That's all it really took. Yeah, um, but we went in. We got to try some of the new games. We got to see some of the new things that were. Uh, being announced and displayed. Yeah, unlike a lot of people who... Popular opinion, I think, is that E3 kind of sucked. I was blown away. Maybe compared to past E3s? I don't even think compared to past E3s. I think this was... Especially hearing uh, this much good news out of Nintendo. Everybody, I think, had a pretty strong show. I don't know if there was any one particular outlier that was, that was quite as, as bad as, as some years. I, I, I don't clear, know. I guess maybe know. that's what just rises to the top in the search results, but... Just a whole lot of, uh, I saw a whole lot of uh, hits that come up with why it was bad, why it sucked. Well, the like, the thing I've heard most is the crowds. Now that it's open to the public, then there's just a lot more people, and it seems like the show's changing tone, appealing more to like the fans rather than the investors and the business people. That, I'm, But it only makes sense considering it's yeah. open to the public now. Yeah. Um, anyway, so for news, we actually did go to E3. We had to try some games like uh, Super Mario Odyssey. That's the hot ticket. Oh, oh man. man. It's just great to see another serious main entry. Uh, 3D Land was a little bit... 3D World, I'm sorry, was a little bit... It was fun, but it was definitely more of like a 2D, 3D-ish It just felt like... Thing. It felt like 3D Land, too. Yeah. And 3D Land was amazing, but I didn't really want more of that as opposed to something that was as epic as uh, Galaxy the One last or two, Galaxies. Yeah. Or Sunshine or 64, which this is definitely in the vein of. It, um, yeah. yeah. They're, it's harkening back, and it's doing a lot of classic stuff. It, it, it's This next title is freaking amazing, man. There it's, were like 60 switches out there for people to try it on. There were a whole lot of machines at the booth. The booth was amazing. This whole New Dog City, the whole thing that they had up, there were... It just... Yeah. Plenty of, of, of machines. I went to the... Uh, 
E3, I got into the E3 with um, where Breath of the Wild was being. Last year? Yeah, yeah, where they were, they had, that was like the theme of the whole booth. And that was a long line. You had to be in line to check it out. Or at, I forgot what time, but how, like it was way late into the show that they would allow just whoever to walk in and, and try. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, I still, just the last line was shortest. It was like a 10-minute wait. That's weird. The la- well, I mean, just everybody had already tried it, oh, okay. and I was like, you know, la- later there. Yeah. And the line was pretty short, probably maybe like a two, three-minute wait. So, it, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. No, I get to still try it out. Awesome. How how was it compared to what the finished re- result? Uh, you get to play the first like fifteen minutes. There weren't any noticeable differences. It's the it's the same. Okay, it's so the same thing. If it's the same with Mario, then I don't think anyone's gonna be disappointed. There were two levels to play in two kingdoms. There was Metro Kingdom and uh, what was yours was just called Desert Kingdom. Or I don't remember what it was called. I meant to look it up. Sarasalasasa. It was not that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but um, it was a desert themed world. Yeah. Metro Kingdom was a city, New Donk City. With the citizens, the New Donkers, as they're called. Yeah, that's uh, a weird name, but okay. Well, New Yorkers, New I'm Donkers. Not gonna, I'm not going to take it away. Uh, you can use your hat to capture things. That's a pun, capture. It's the big new feature of this game. Yeah, your hat is possessed by something, and its name is Cappy. You can throw it onto like, Bullet Bills, Goombas, people that don't wear hats. You can take over someone's body yeah. in the game. You, you basically have the ability to possess... Uh, objects and things, just about anything that doesn't have something covered on its head. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It, it invites a lot of exploration. Just like you see something, Huge. let's throw the hat and see what it does. The hat itself also expands on your uh, uh, your movability. Your your maneuverability. Your... There we go. Your maneuverability, and it's pretty great. It offers a couple of moves. It acts like a platform for you to bounce off of and uh, and expand your jump. It, it, it where where there might not be something safe to jump. Basically, you it allows you a, a double jump. Out of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it's a sandbox game, but they think the word in Japanese they used specifically means like a densely packed garden or something. And okay. it's the the world that the, the world is pretty big, but there's also just so much to look at and do in each world, like. You go, it, like a city. You go into a city and there's you can look at the buildings, the streets, there's stuff everywhere. I found they're not stars in this game, they're moons. And I found six of them, which the guy the, the guy demoing it didn't even know there were six. He thought there were only five in the world. Yeah, but best I, the tickets yeah. ever. I mean they you know, they know enough of the game to help people play it. Uh but it is very fun. I after Galaxy Two I was like, Okay, they can't possibly innovate more than they have and this game just kinda slapped me in the face with the No, you're wrong. Yeah. There's even yeah. a segment when you go into a, a warp pipe and it spits you out on a warp pipe that's painted on the side of a building and you become like two D Mario. It swaps from three D play to two D classic play. Updates the sprite that you're playing as with to the reflect clothes. Yeah, whatever which is another thing, by the way. Clothes. You actually have costumes. You got, like, like not power-up costumes, but, like, you buy your suits and outfits and can dress up Mario this time. I've been hearing that some of the outfits might give you some sort of bonuses. Not I'm not saying they don't, but you okay. don't get them like you did in the classic sense where question mark block, a feather comes out, mm. and now you got Changes a tail. Changes your clothes white yeah. and red for the fireballs or something. So, yeah, we're, we're talking, like, go buy an outfit and equip yourself. Uh, it not to the level of like you can level them up maybe not not that we know but it's a demo we wouldn't get a huge in depth look at it I'm not I'm I'm trying to say that it's not like it's gonna be Zelda yeah but yeah as far as we know 
Uh, you tried the awesome. desert area, right? Was there anything cool about that one specifically? I'm sorry, but I wanted to finish with that saying that, yeah, they're reflective in the 2D that you oh, see. Oh, the outfits you wear, yeah. The sprites, every outfit that you have has a sprite reflective in 2D when you jump into the 2D walls. Yeah, you And those fedora. segments go so so seamlessly. It's not a different level. It, you don't uh, load The camera's just it. focused on the wall while yep. you're running along it. Kind of a... Uh, link between worlds. Yep, that's what I was going to say. That's it. It, it. it does it just as smoothly. does it right there and then. And then... Yeah, the way uh, just that you pop out of it even, there will be available walls where you can just jump off of it. They won't be sealed off in 2D. Maybe like you can break the ceiling in one section and then jump out and you just pop out pop as regular in, Mario yeah, again. Yeah, 3D. It's pretty freaking it's great. It's freaking great. Uh, you can also possess inanimate objects. I possessed a manhole cover to move it so I can go into the sewer. And I possessed a uh, one of those viewfinders from like New York. That's right. And I it launches me into the sky so I can get a good look at the city. Uh-huh. Uh, alternatively, you also can possess a voltage box, which makes you into the ball of lightning with like a spiky mustache. That you was can odd, move along yeah. the power lines. I know it you looks just like a Splatoon's uh, travel in single like player. That, yeah. Um, and I think multiplayer now, actually, but yeah. we'll get into that later. It's maybe. Uh, pretty cool. <laughs> I liked it. I'm definitely gonna buy it when it comes out. That's definitely like it sold me on the day game. one. I want it. Yeah. Oh, I got a switch by the way. Now I don't know that I mentioned that last uh, podcast, but yeah, I finally got me a switch thanks to my uh, sister who helped front the money first. Great times. It's <laughs> freaking awesome. Got arms. Got Mario Kart. If you guys have a switch, get my get my uh, friend code. Get my friend code. We need to play all together. It's fun times. So you played the desert level. Desert level was pretty freaking great. There was a weird mix of ice. It, it's the desert. You'd expect it to be hot, but there's a bunch of icicles all around the place. Like and glacier kind of stuff. Yeah, Mario will much like uh, much like Link did that the like they they like to show off. He'll shiver as well and reflect some of the oh, environmental. Cool. Yeah, yeah. If you're standing still, especially when you don't have your hat on, like I guess they kind of does the level thing. There was one point where in his regular clothes, he was still shivering with everything on because they threw it at a piranha plant. The piranha plant ate the hat. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then it was asking for help, and Mario looked scared and worried. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't. it wasn't that he was scared. It's that he was cold. That was great. The whole place has a... Uh, there's a town, like a Mexican-looking town. It's pretty great. It's all Dia de los Muertos-themed. Like Adobe huts and stuff? Adobe huts. You With walk the into the store. There's <laughs> that scene where uh, you can play the, the guitar. guitar with the other little skull people. It's freaking amazing. He's Mario Mariachi. It's freaking fantastic. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. He, he freaking starts playing the guitar right there in a sombrero and a freaking poncho. A serape. Because that's a serape. Well, yeah, serape. But Oh, and they're all called... Well, some of the uh, things are callbacks to previous games. He has a serape in a game. Oh, I, aren't all the outfits supposedly... I don't know if all of them are, because I know there's a football outfit and there's other Which stuff. one was the serape one, though? Um, Don't quite remember i know there's a p-cross game yeah that's where the adventure ones yeah Yeah. safari it's pretty cool and if you were a fan of mario through the ages this game looks like it's gonna have a lot of callbacks speaking of which new donk city the mayor is pauline from donkey kong yeah and she's singing like the main theme as well she's a do the odyssey yeah yeah it's great everything about this game so far has been great the e3 area for nintendo was great there were all these uh, enemies that Mario can take over, and they were all Marioized. So yeah. So they had the, the hat and the mustache. Like, so there was a big old chain chomp, which is one of the first things I saw that has, like he said, the Mario hat on top, mustache. Got a picture with that. Got a picture with the, the tank. Because the tank, there are Bowser tanks in this one, and Mario can possess that. 
which is freaking great. A bullet, like there were two bullet bills, They're I think, hanging, hanging from, the ceiling, yeah. from the ceiling that were Mario'd out with the hat and mustache. It is great just to see classic enemies with a Mario mustache. hat and mustache. Like just that is so freaking fun to see. The um, theme was playing throughout the area too. Yeah. Occasionally it would change the lighting to make it look like there was thunder and lightning and rain. Yeah, yeah, those effects. I remember some of those actually carried over from uh, the Zelda Oh, okay, that's booth. cool. That makes more sense there. There were buttons and stuff that you could press and light like up and would activate. Yeah, yeah, like uh, because the place was themed like New Donk City, everything had like an edifice, the face of an edifice of, of an apartment kind of building complex or something. Or the Crazy Cap Store. There was the Crazy Cap Store. It looked very metropolitan, like like the world, like New, New Donk City. And yeah, there were doorbells you could find a strewn across the walls we found one pressed it things rainbow light lights. up yeah rainbow lights going everywhere all of a sudden we're hearing that like randomized item <laughs> sound <laughs> from, uh, from yeah. Mario Kart that was freaking great to see that I waited like another like 20 seconds and I pressed it again spammed it got it again actually when I went back the next day people thought they weren't supposed to touch it I'm like here you go like <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that's fantastic yeah overall it was a lot of fun we got some stuff that I want to give away yeah, yeah, actually. I well, I wanted to say before that the attendants that oh, were Oh yeah, were they, doing, were they were they were they were dressed heavy. up in costumes. The the biggest like costume straight up were the or the most common ones, I'm sorry, were the new dunk citizens. Zoot suits. They were zoot suits and uh I don't know what to call the girl like they were some kind of pat suit for, yeah. for the girls. And it just that was cool to see them all dressed up and telling you how to play the game and helping you out right there in New Donk City. It fit the theme of the uh, booth. Yep, yeah, very well. And it also, uh, there were also some of the attendants on the bigger, on the big screens, because we played it on the Smaller. small docked Handheld, switch. yeah. yeah. Uh, the ones playing on the big screens were, some of them were wearing sombreros. Oh, I and did not see that. Some of them That's had awesome. on the uh, adventurer's hat too. Cool. The okay. safari hat. Yeah. And I, I wanted. It's like, how how the hell do you convince one of them to uh, lose, quote unquote? They those need hats. those. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they would. The guy said that they provided the costume. The only thing he brought was the watch. Okay. So I think they would have fired him if he didn't. Man. If he lost his hat somehow. Any bit of it. You yeah. might have had to just take it if you wanted it. But they did give you a pin for playing, and they gave us hats, which I uh, I don't know if Hate wants to keep his, but I'm gonna give them away somehow we're definitely the... giving away at least one of them possibly both but it's cool it was uh oh no we only have one hat to give away i'm sorry you... i got one the next day oh you got another okay all yeah, right and i have two pins one's mine though but awesome the other one we can give away so then yeah we have we have one pin to give away of mario actually Odyssey. funny story why i don't have the first hat Oh, yeah. Some guy just saw us walking by with them, and he thought they were really cool. And he said, hey, can I trade you? I have these necklaces that I made. And they're Zelda necklaces that are themed after the Sheikah and Breath of the Wild. They're, like, blue with the eye, and it looks really good. Yeah, it feels nice. Rounded out little, like, clear plastic. On black, the, uh, on a black, like, setting. Yeah, black background with the blue, the same Sheikah blue that you see throughout the I post, game. I posted a picture of it on Facebook. You can ch- check it out there. And we are going to give that away, at least mine. Um, mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to do our first giveaway. That should be cool. Yeah, and that guy, I forgot what his name was. He we didn't even tell us anything. Website. We wondered if he sold them or what, but no, apparently just some weird wandering <laughs> guy. I, I kind of, afterwards, I kind of thought about it. I was like, this is a little bit weird. He, they had a nice bag, so I'm wondering if he just gave them to, to like, people nice that he people? liked. Yeah, I don't know. He does, He doesn't sell them. He was just giving them to us. Uh, he better not hang out at parks. Oh, I hope not. Anyway... Uh, at least not in that context. Um, we did try Knack 2 in Sony's area, uh-huh. which is, by stark contrast, 
Um, Mac 2 had like f- maybe six screens. Uh-huh. And we got to play pretty quickly versus Mario had 60 and there were lines for all of them. Yeah. Uh, but Mac 2 was a lot of fun. You played the first one, right? It felt yeah, different. Yeah, I did. It was, I mean, the first one was solid, but not, you know, groundbreaking in really any way. I loved the hell out of the art style. Yeah, it looks like a Pixar movie almost. Yeah, yeah. The animations, I, I mean, I don't want to, I generally just end up saying I like the story. But yeah. specifically, I liked the animation and the art style. I, the story was barely even a thing in that game. But uh, yeah, Knack 2 is going to improve upon the co-op play. Oh, man. Yeah, it's um, that's kind of cool considering there's not a whole lot of just couch co-op adventure games, you know? Yeah. Um, I, it's also online co-op, I is believe. It? I believe I'm going to... We'll have to look into that. Yeah, double check that. But at the very least, definitely local co-op. Which is great because there's a, there's a tax you can do together. Um, if you jump in the air and do like a ground pound on top of the other guy, on, on top of your partner, they'll get launched up in the air. So it's like you can kind of combo those together over and over again if you want to just mess somebody up really bad. Right. Uh, if if you punch someone through your ally, like you, if one of your if one of the two lines up behind the other and begins punching. to punch, like so, you punch them in the back. You punch like you're punching your ally in the back. In the front of your ally, the little bits of knack, the little knickknacks, they start firing off. <laughs> yeah, did I just blow your mind? Yeah, knickknack. I didn't realize that. So those little bits start going off. I called it the punching gun because I don't remember That's what it terrible. is. But yeah, it's he rapid fires. He rapid fire punches him your your buddy knack in the back, and those bits go flying forward, and it acts like a gun. Yeah, there's also a uh, heavy punch that you unlock. Well, that we unlocked through the little uh, the the combat demo. Yeah, um, it's, or, it's freaking fun. I'm pretty fun. sure those are one of the first levels, right? That I played? think so. Yeah, uh, you wind up a heavy punch, and when you hit your ally, it sends them like a missile, which you needed to defeat some of the people. Yeah, I'm not sure heavier, how that's gonna work if you're guys. playing by yourself, but yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Is what happens when you're solo? And the guy said something like, "You get another ability or learn a di- something different to deal with." Them. He was kind of vague about it. I think um, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know. Yeah, but it was fun, <laughs> um, and definitely like you know, co-op couch co-op games are not as popular or as prevalent as they used to be so this is definitely one of those games that if you have somebody like even if you're playing with your your kids or something or if they're playing together this is one of those games that they should you should pick up uh, yeah it's pretty cool in that you know uh, uh, touching off of that there's a teleport move that like if if you are playing with somebody who's less experienced and just wants to join in because it is ju- uh, drop in drop out Okay, yeah. It's, uh, the, the co-op is drop in and drop out, and let's say, you know, someone just, you know, stops by whatever. They jump in, they play like crap, they just hit, I think it's L2, and mm-hmm. they will always just teleport back to wherever you are, your position. So it's there's never... There's a cooldown on it, though. There is a cooldown, but it's not a detriment. It makes it not a problem to have somebody poor, of poor skill, play with you. Yeah. They just hop on over to you within Especially a couple seconds. Especially because of the, the platforming segments got a little tricky in right. what we saw. The camera tracking was not bad at any point, but definitely, you know, the classic whole and thing it, with where... with co-op, too, it stretches, the, you know... It can only stretch so much without showing you... There's yeah. only so much of it they want to show you. Uh, I also got to try Destiny 2, the opening mission... On PC, specifically. Okay. The line was so long. I think my friends waited three hours. Eesh. I left to try the Mario demo again and came back, and they were still like, all right, I guess I'm in line <laughs> with you guys now. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It feels like Destiny, but at the same time, there's new weapons and abilities, so there was extra like things to keep track of. Um, it was fun. 
Uh, and I can't wait for that to come out in September. Not a whole lot more else to say since we did cover it pretty extensively a few episodes ago. Just E3 in general was so cool looking. There were yeah. statues of, like, there's a Mega Man statue. I got a picture with a Mega Man statue. I got a picture with all the statues in the Mario booth. No, yeah. not all of them, but most. most of them. I got pictures of them and most of them with. What a, uh, you got a picture with somebody cosplaying? I forgot who it was or a cosplayer. I don't okay. maybe maybe not with them, but. I don't remember who. Maybe maybe you just called them out and said it was a cool cosplay. Yeah, I did. There get were, a picture that of was it. a little bit disappointing. How few cosplayers there were. I think because this is the first time it's open to the public, there were. You I know, don't know. Not I the expectation. Yeah, I they guess. did have the 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 booth girls before, like back in the two thousands early. Yeah. Uh, they got rid of that because it's kind of sexist. Although they did have I'm a still cosplayer. disappointed, but okay. <laughs> uh, there was a Spider Man statue for the new Spider Man game. Where he sits yeah, on sweet. top of a helicopter. Yeah, just chilling up there. That was cool. Um, which was part of their like presentation demo thing. Forza car stations. You could sit in like basically like a seat, like a car. Yeah, almost like uh, arcade style. Like if you were at Dave and Buster's, like it like was. Cruising USA you were or in like this terminal kind of thing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Rabbit statue. Oh my god, there's a DK statue. Well, that not, was way sorry. up in front. I saw I saw both Ubisoft and Nintendo tweeting the crap out of that. I'm yeah. pretty sure everybody already uh, has seen it, but that was awesome. That thing is freaking great. It better not go into the trash within a year. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. No, I saw the gameplay of that, by the way, and it looks great. Not that yeah. scene, but the game itself. It looks cool. Um, you tried out that 3D painting Yeah, thing? that was there weird. Was it was just m- random. It seemed experimental. Exhibit. You could swap between the brushes, and they're only like, they weren't really. Br- no. They were items that you would be placing. So you could just sweep your arm and just leave a trail of cubes or something. Yeah. And they all added music to whatever you're listening to. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I it was cool, but that. it just it really, it was prettier than it was anything else. Okay, uh, just, a, just a 3D toy? Yeah, like a tech demo. There was also that dome that had a really cool projection, projection. thing. You get in this dome, and it was projecting in the, a weird kind of 3D. You didn't need goggles or anything. It just... Well, because... At the top of the dome was, like, layers that were going to be dropping to the edges of the dome, so it uh-huh. looked like you were, like, advancing through it. Ah. It was really cool. It was pretty sweet. It um, showed stuff from, like, the, I don't know what, some sort of Hindu stuff, or the artwork. Yeah, I don't know where it was based from. There was a lot of boobs. A lot of boobs yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it wasn't, like, yeah. Not really, not really directly video game related, but just, you know, something. It was a cool demo of Man, technology. E3, you just see a bunch of stuff. It's pretty awesome. I also got to wait in line. It wasn't very long. It was like 30 minutes. And I got to go into this little theater from Monster Hunter World. Which had a pretty sweet, uh, big, what, what is dragon. that? Dragon. It's called it, the Rathalos. It but a it's Rathalos. a big red dragon. It was a beautiful display. It was massive. There were people standing under it like they're going to fight it. It looks <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, but it was a great opportunity for a picture. It just, it, that was a really nice uh, display there. Yeah, it was like sticking out of the theater. So if you wait in line, you got to sit in like these... Uh, they were like just basically stone slabs that uh, were the four rows, and they had one guy playing the game, another one narrating it. They okay. said that it was like this is a unique experience to your viewing, but he went through the same basic beats. It's just some small stuff was different, and I'll explain why in a moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, it starts off with him like saying, "Oh, you got to hunt this monster," which normally the game doesn't really hold your hand at all, but this one seemed to give a more of an explanation as to what you're doing and how to do it. I hear that they're trying to be a little bit more approachable or. Uh more user new, new newcomer friendly yeah um so the guy goes in with his giant sword and he starts finding footprints of the creature and you see these giant herbivores uh, they're like dinosaurs basically and this this weird lizard comes up 
and unhinges its jaw and just swallows one of them whole. Oh. It ends up like this giant bellied monster and it's like waddling away. <laughs> so you're looking for f- footprints. You're following this guy who is unrelated to what you're trying to do. And uh, as you're collecting like evidence of this creature's, of your target's like existence, like mucus and footprints, it, it's adding to this meter that helps you kind of narrow where it is, where it's where it's like sleeping or hiding. Uh, so eventually you find the monster and it's basically this T-Rex called an Anginoth or something. And he shows off, like, the things you can do to fight it. Like, there's a, a hood you can wear that makes noise and is flashy, so it'll attract monsters to you. Okay. Not just the one you're fighting, because eventually he tries to get the one that we saw first to attack the T-Rex. Mm. So they start fighting a little bit, but it seems like the one is, like, trying to hide from the T-Rex. It, it's, you know, like like it would. Right, it's right, It's full right. of food and doesn't it want to fight. It doesn't want to die. <laughs> right. Um, there's also an opposite where you're wearing a cloak. It's called the ghillie suit or something, and it you're basically wearing leaves, and it hides you. Yeah. One raises your visibility to bring him up. One drops him to hide from him. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up leading the monster up up like a, up these paths up to the top of like a mountain. It looks like a giant roost. And the Rathalos, the dragon that we mentioned earlier, comes by and just starts roaring at it, picks it up, and drops it off the tree or mountain or whatever. Like a good like 100-foot fall. Uh-huh. So then the guy playing the game, he jumps off after it, readies up this powered like charge swing attack. And right before he hits it, the thing gets up, and he hits the floor. Oh. He survives, but everyone was just like, oh, my God. That was a very <laughs> intense moment that, like, that could have been the end of it. Um, some people were complaining about the length of the of the fight, but I think he was really just dragging it out to show you everything that's new to the game. Right. Like, it's a demonstration. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, rocks, boulders, cotton vines that if you can catch a monster underneath it, you can, like, knock the vine, the rock down and crush it. Okay, traps. It does a lot of damage. Traps. Yeah, there's more to do in the world. And now there's less. Lo- there's no loading time between the world, the the areas of of the hunting grounds. Okay. You can also go back to your home base in that map and change items. He ended up picking up a, a heavy cannon, which is like a Gatling gun in this game. I guess I don't know if it was that one specifically, but yeah, he's just like opening fire on this monster. It's freaking right. I think awesome. I saw some pictures of that. Yeah, uh, and then there's like a mortar you can launch up in the air and it like drops bombs on it. Um, overall, it looks great, and it's coming to PS4 and Xbox and I believe PC. Now, I haven't heard anything about the Switch, which is unfortunate because Monster Hunter Double Cross over in Japan, they're, that's for Switch over there. They haven't really said anything about it coming here. They didn't deny it, but they also said, like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> That's it, up in the air right now. This is a little bit concerning to me considering Nintendo had videos released showing how many people were, how many third parties were behind them. Yeah. And it's a little bit concerning to see uh, Capcom not outright saying something to confirm, yeah, yeah, no, we, we're we still going to be doing stuff with Switch. Yeah, uh, hopefully that comes to, this is because the console, the Switch is perfect for Monster Hunter. As you can see from the release in Japan, like being able to play that anywhere and, and play with people on 3DS or other Switches. Yeah. It would kind of be dumb, I think, to not bring it here unless they have other plans that are, you know, somewhere in between. It's obvious that Monster Hunter gets a lot of it gets a lot of attention praise in 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 the portable uh scene. yes yeah i mean ps4 is cool but i want to be able i would love to be able to take that anywhere yeah um, um yeah working on stuff in between you know what you're doing at work or whatever that's freaking fantastic yeah uh hopefully you know we'll hear some good news about monster hunter for switch and i think that's pretty much all that i played that we played at e3 there were a lot of announcements though for like games and uh, confirmations the first that i want to talk about is nintendo Nintendo uh, finally confirmed that they're working on a Pokemon Switch game. It wasn't Pokemon Tournament like the Nintendo Direct had me thinking, which is good. I mean, 
that's not really something that's noteworthy. It's nice. There was a tournament at E3 for Pokemon tournament, and I think Matt Pat took it with Alistair Singh. Indeed. Um, but no, there are they are working on a main RPG Pokemon game for the Switch. Should be out next year. Or that least, is exciting. Yes. Uh, another confirmation that we heard was Metroid Prime Four, which we reported on uh, rumors of it uh, a week or two ago. Yeah. I don't know if it's retro though. Is it? Uh, I don't know. No, I have no idea who's doing this one. They just confirmed I, that it is it is in development. Yeah. It was with a singular image of the number four. And then Prime. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, four Prime. And that, uh, yep. Uh, another Metroid game that was a complete surprise is uh, for 3DS, Ma- uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Yeah. A remake of the Return of Samus, uh, the original second game of the series. Uh, I heard good things from a couple of previews. I'm wondering how it honestly compares to that uh, really popular... Uh, AM2R. AM2R, another Metroid 2 remake. That yeah. one got shut down a while ago. I still acquired a copy, tried it out. That thing looks amazing, plays amazing. It better be worth having shut down something that was that good. It's it's still 2D, though, right, that one, AM2R? That one was 2D. This one's going to be 2.5D. Yeah, they're going to be 3D models uh, on a 2D plane. Uh, it is a full remake, and it's been a long time since that game came out. So, I mean, this is one of those examples where I do support, you know, a re-release or a remake. Another game that's not nearly as old, but still they're remaking it for the 3DS is Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's coming out in, I uh, believe, August or so. Okay. I'll double check on that. Yeah, but, complete, like, <clears throat> update of all the uh, sprites and, it looks and background art. beautiful. Uh, the Paper Jam art, right? Yeah, similar. yeah. for the most part, it looks uh, very similar to that. They're also going to be adding uh, a side story called Bowser's Minions or so, something like that. Yeah, yeah, a full-on side mode that is basically a complete second game. Yeah, they said it's not going to be some small little mini game that you can play for a bit. It's going to be a full full game. It's about Bowser's Minions going to look for him in during the adventures of Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. So put those together, I think it's going to be worth it. It's this isn't a game that came out three years ago that they're re-releasing with prettier, up to, you know, graphics. This game came out when I first got my uh, 2DS. I'm yeah. sorry, no. sorry, Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was back back when it was like one screen. I was going to say it was still a cartridge, but it's not like they still aren't. But it wasn't an SD card looking yeah. cartridge. It was still a fat, clunky thing. <clears throat> yeah, they also they also showed off some Odyssey stuff. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, they also showed off Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Finally got a good look at that. It's very uh, JRPG-ish. Yes. Uh, Kirby and Yoshi both got titles announced for the Switch. Only one of them is handcrafted. Yeah, Yoshi. It looks great, by the way. It does. It looks like Little Big Planet on steroids, but simpler. Yeah, I'm it, not a fan of the. I'm not. I wasn't a fan of it being outside of Little Big Planet. Oh, okay. The, the, the craft I, I like thing. it. The coins look gorgeous, though. Yes. Like that's such a small thing to do, but they're like they're so shiny and ah, uh, you gotta collect them all. Uh, they are all both. They're both slated for 2018. Um, much like Pokemon, it's kind of just like a far off. But they actually had something to show off for those two. They talked about the new Zelda DLC, not the one that's coming out in a few weeks. Uh, the second one, the separate story content is called the Champions Ballad. And it's oh, it's going to be story. The champions that connect to the, that uh, control the guardians in the in the okay, in the yeah. And they're all getting Amiibo, the four of them. They're getting that, their own. Yeah, I saw, I saw some <laughs> of those videos. It looks so of good. Yeah. Yeah. Except for what is up with uh, Gerudo? Hers is weird. She's posed oddly. Yeah, Herbosa, right? Yeah. Uh, she has a weird pose. Um, the rest of them look cool. I mean, hers is too. It just looks a little odd. She just, yeah. It she, looks a little legs. weird because she's, con- yeah, she's 
facing away from the camera the whole time. They don't show the front of her, like, from her torso down. And, yeah, her, her legs are, like, super spread. I don't get it. It does look risque from the back, but only because, like, I don't get to see what's actually in the front. Yeah, it looks suggestive from the back. In the front, though, it looks not nearly as bad as you would expect. Did you actually get to see the front of it? I've seen videos where they show the whole sides. Okay, the whole side. but it, it does just, look weird the way they, the official video shows. I think it, right? the idea is like she's supposed to be more mysterious and alluring. That's why it's shot from the back. But it's still like that makes it suggestive, it not did the look, actual yeah. statue. Uh, but they're getting amiibo, and that looks cool. We'll find out what they do eventually, um, and we'll talk about it here. And the last announcement that we're going to talk about from Nintendo was that uh, Rocket League is coming to the Switch. Yeah, that's a very, very awesome surprise. Yes, so if you don't know, Rocket League is basically soccer and cars put together. Yeah. I think actually Remote we mentioned this before. Cars. Yeah, super-powered, aerial, battery-powered, <laughs> rocket-powered cars. They're pretty... The game's pretty amazing. You'd think it's a pretty dumb concept, but honestly, it is just phenomenal so the way fun. they handle it. We did talk about it because they're getting the... Uh, Goal explosion experience. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so we talked about that uh, two weeks ago, and they're going to be getting it for the Switch. I'm going to get it. Hopefully, it's got a split screen or something because that's a game that you should be able to take anywhere and just enjoy it. Sony uh, made not so many announcements, uh, but they're pretty exciting. Horizon Zero Dawn expansion, The Frozen Wilds. Yes, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, you actually have the game. I still want to play it. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter World, oh, the man. world is excited about that game. Yeah. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, not a, not a just upresing, but a, a remake, a remastering. Yeah. Uh, God of War got a new trailer and more gameplay, right? Yeah, a lot more gameplay. That axe looks really cool in the shield. Yeah, the the shield it folds up. It's a up small buckler on, or whatever, and it expands into the full. Yeah, like, that was pretty badass. America style thing. We got Detroit Become Human, which showed another playable character in their trailer, and Spider Man. Uh, did they show anything new or just well, show gameplay? That was new. Okay, uh, I had seen the trailer. Still, yeah. Okay, um, Days Gone. They showed a couple new enemies: the wolves. There's some bears, and what was the other ones? Uh, just the zombies. They're actually zombie bears and zombie wolves. Okay. They're all infected. I don't know if they're really called. They call them freakers, the people. Mm-hmm. But then the animals also have names. Like the bears are rager and the wolves are runners. So even Dude. on your motorcycle, you have to worry about them. Bear ragers are something I worry about every day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, all those games, we got a little closer look at them. I like the fighting in Spider-Man. I mean, it looked fine. There was one weird moment in the trailer where it's in slow motion, but he makes a quip in regular speed. Yeah. That yeah. was weird. He He... He's going through the helicopter. He kicks through the helicopter sideways. And it's all shown in slow motion, but he speaks regularly. He That means he's speaking really fast. Yeah, and high-pitched. What is that? Yeah, they, they. I think it would have been funnier, that quip, if they had slowed it down too much. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, but that's pretty much it for Sony. They didn't show off, I mean, a whole ton, but the stuff that they did show was pretty exciting. And Microsoft... They started the whole thing, actually, this whole E3, I think, or at least of the big three companies, uh, showing off their Xbox One X. The That's last console you'll ever buy the ever. Scorpio, yeah, retro, either future and past. If you buy this, it erases all of your purchases throughout time. Microsoft can do that. Yes. Um, you signed it off to them in your agreement. It's $499. Uh, $500 for this thing. This is the most powerful console that's ever existed up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Although they said it's for their hardcore gamers, I don't know who this is really for. Right. I mean, the PS4 Pro is at least more affordable. It's like 400 I think. Right. And I only got it because my PS4 broke. So, uh-huh. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, we sold it to somebody, and then with that, 
it just it wasn't nearly as much as it normally should have been. Um, this I don't know because if I wanted to get an Xbox One, which I mean I don't really need to, the exclusives aren't anything that's really pulling me in. Right. I would probably buy the cheapest one, not the most expensive. Yeah. Um, and if you already have an Xbox, then I don't know if you really need this. I don't know if this. I don't know how this is gonna play out for Microsoft. I don't think it's gonna play out very well, though. Yeah, I don't see that going very great either. It's kind of a weird time for consoles right now. It was already kind of. It's been getting weird, actually. Yeah, the generation stopped matching up, like Nintendo with their Wii U and the 360 even launched earlier than the other two. So everyone's kind of off on their own calendars now. Everyone's throwing in an in-between, like Nintendo Switch, and then the other two got upgrades like the Pro and the One X. Right. It's weird. Um, in better news, though, they did announce that their their backwards compatibility, which has been a, a pretty strong point, I think, for them, being able to play your 360 games on the Xbox, that's going to extend back to the original Xbox now. They're starting it, I think, with Crimson Skies, which, I mean, is not a huge... Yeah. Um, digitally, or I think even physical discs will work with it eventually. They're just going to start updating them, I think, the way that they're doing it with the 360. I can't, I don't, I mean, outside of money, I never saw any reason to limit what, like, yeah. them going back. You or format the, changes. You own the rights, you got the same library, the software library. They just want you to buy it again. Yeah. Um, Metro Exodus was announced. That's the sequel to, was it Last Light? Metro? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I it's, played it's that one. Indie. I wasn't super into it. I don't know. There's probably something that I didn't get, like, I didn't get over a hurdle and get into the real game. But uh, people seem pretty excited about this one. Uh, and even more about the next game, Assassin's Creed Origins. Yep. That looks great. They took a year off from Syndicate to now, and it looks like it paid off. The booth was just shirts that all also showed off more spoilers of the game. <laughs> yeah, this game got leaked to hell and back. They finally announced it officially. Um, you're playing in ancient Egypt. This is before the uh, Brotherhood of Assassins was ever created, so I think this character is going to be the the creator, the founder. Uh, and I think he's even referenced in Brotherhood or Revelations. Oh, okay. Because they had statues of very important assassin figures, like one of them killed Kangas Khan. Uh, I think one of them was probably going to be this guy. And it looks like they're going to be adding more RPG elements to it. You're going to be you're going to be leveling up. You're going to be getting experience for assassinating people, and you're going to have to maintain your uh, equipment in terms of level. If your assassin, your, if your hidden blade isn't. Uh, equal or higher to in level than the person you're trying to kill, it won't instant kill them. Oh, okay. That yeah. adds a really nice... Uh, not everyone's on the same playing level anymore. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, you no longer have eagle vision. It looks like you're going to have an eagle scouting for you. Oh, okay. So kind of like a drone in, in Ubisoft's other games. It's cool to see them kind of put that in here in a contextual way. Right, I right. I like the bird. Although, how the bird would communicate that to you is, you know... I mean, they did it in a... What is it? Game of Thrones. Okay, that's, I guess. <laughs> um, if Game of Thrones can do it, so, so, so can Assassin's everyone Creed. else. Yeah. Um, and they're also going, because the game takes, these games take place in a simulation of somebody else's memories, you're going to have the option to speed up time if to, to find a time slot that works better for you to do whatever you want. So going between... People have routines. Yeah, mani- so, you can manipulate night and day. Pretty much. Okay. I'm sure if you're in a mission, you can't do that, but as far as like open world exploration yeah beforehand and afterwards while you're free roaming yeah because I don't think like oh we need to kill this guy wait for 12 hours (laughs) and I imagine that at the start of the menu or start of the mission it'll just automatically if it's required at a certain time it'll automatically hopefully it gets to the point where it doesn't it'll it'll start the mission wherever whatever time you're at that's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I do believe that some of the other games do that. Some like of them require just... a specific time of day, or they'll fast forward to the time. That's of day. what I mean. The second. Oh no no no! I'm hoping that it'll like you start this at night, 
if it's not like but you know this guy likes to see the sunrise every morning it's like he's not gonna you know Eh, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a favor of it fast-tracking you over to whatever time the mission to fit. requires. If in free mode, you already have the ability to manipulate time anyway. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and where was I? Uh, Origins. Pub, oh, Player Unknown Battleground. That's coming to the Xbox One as an exclusive. Yeah, at first, they right? They threw the word exclusive around a lot, both in speech and on the uh, trailer for it. And they didn't use release a lot. Launch exclusive. Um, apparently, this is kind of up in the air, it seems like, but apparently this is just a launch exclusive. Eventually, it will come to the uh, PS4. Right. We'll confirm that when it's really set in stone because, it's like I said, it's still kind of like just jumping around. It's upsetting to play with the words like this because this yeah, is very that's just false advertising. This can be very obviously cleared up. This like, yes, you're technically just exclusive, but you also know that you just mean a timed exclusive yeah, and no, nothing they're more. They're definitely trying to sell it and that way. We already that's know what so the word shady. for that is, is time exclusive. So come on, you're not fooling anybody, Nintendo guys. did that too, but I don't remember with what. Um, anyway, State of Decay 2. That's a sequel to the first State of Decay. It's um, it's kind of like an MMO where you're building a village in a zombie apocalypse kind of place. Uh, the character you're using, if they die, they're permanently dead. Ooh. You have to be another player from your village, another character. Uh-huh. And I think eventually you could deplete that village full of, of people. Oh, wow. So you but have a finite amount of people. There, you, can attract more, you can attract more survivors. And then depending on their experiences before the apocalypse, uh, they'll That's be able to... That's what job or class they get. I think they have bonuses that come with them, not necessarily a class. Okay. So, like, the gardener would end up being able to create a garden for your for your village or your, your we'll settlement. And will be Mexican. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll be able to create a food source, basically. Okay. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, that's one of those games that I am curious to look at, but I think it's Xbox exclusive. So that's that's one of the few, like, properties they have that I'm like, I want to check that out, but I also don't want to buy a I'm not buying a, a $500 system. That's not console. a system seller. Yeah. Um, I'll wait for you if guys there's to enough release of, it on PC. If there's enough games like that, then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll take a look at it. Uh, during Microsoft's conference, they did show off Minecraft uh, because it's going to be in 4K, which is a really weird thing to do. To a voxel game? Yeah, but also because they've announced crossplay for every console except Sony's. Sony's claiming some sort of uh, security risks. I could understand the premise of the of what they're saying. Like, if you're if you're signing up to agree to Sony's online stuff, that's Sony can ban you. Yeah. For being uh, terrible, basically. Right. Right. But if you're mixing and matching, like, oh, you're playing with Microsoft people, Sony loses that, like that ability, you that should, control. Yeah, you can't ban that person. You know. Right. Maybe you could do something to their account so they can't play with other Sony, but then that just becomes a whole thing, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but people aren't happy with that explanation, not really sure what they're going to do about it. Hopefully, they find a happy medium where everyone can play with whoever they want to. I know my uh, uh, Shy, um, my girlfriend's sister, she has Minecraft on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I would like to get it for the Switch and then be able to play with... with well, that, that seems like that's already going to be a thing. But uh, for like my nephews who have it on PS3 or 4... Then we could all play together. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, they also announced during their press conference Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters. Yeah, D- Dragon Ball Fighters. It looks amazing, uh-huh. and it's weird that we're like going into this. We're getting better and better with graphics, but also we're like going backwards. It looks like it's from the show, which is a two D animated we're show. We're finding a way to better replicate the animation we yes. saw back then with 3D models, which is more practical to work with. Yeah, I remember playing Budokai and Tenkaichi, the series, um, right. the fighting series they've made. They looked very block, not blocky, but like 
chunky almost the characters that's a good way like to their say fingers it. were like just they were they didn't it didn't look like the show even though they're very trying to they're very clearly trying to emulate it yeah and in the trailers that they've shown for this like it looks amazing it reminds me of uh like i uh, i had happened to test it is uh what was that game guilty by gear? the guilty gears guys no, it, this is from them is it guilty gear zerd guilty, um, yeah yeah i think it was or the one that came out on the PS3, it had it had PS3 and PS4 cross-platform, and yeah, that game had the same similar, similar uh, style aesthetic. It yeah. had the whole. It's obviously 3D models when you really look at it. Incredibly But tiny. oh my god! Like also, you can't blame anybody who's seeing it for the first time getting fooled into it. Like those kind of do look like they could be hand hand drawn uh, sprites. Yeah, um, I think it's the same team making this game. It looks like it's right out of the anime. They've seen some of the super attacks that people use, uh-huh. and they look like, oh, okay, like I'm just watching another episode of Dragon Ball Z. Right. It, it looks amazing. I uh, can't wait to try it. Uh, apparently, it's very fast paced. Without, uh, apparently, it's a three on three. So if your character dies, it's not like Marvel versus Capcom where the person who killed your character gets to set up another attack right away. Like you oh might see. no, that's the end of the round, and now the next person gets to fight. Apparently, the characters will clash with each other. Okay. Do like a one-liner, and then they'll split off, and then that's the start. Of the start ah. Round. So it's a stylized like you know round. Okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's a that. nice presentation for the next, yeah. the end and beginning of the rounds. They also announced the Darwin Project, which is another uh, arena fighting um survival game like p- uh, players unknowns battlegrounds oh yeah yeah we were talking about this this is the clones. one with the uh, like m- different martial arts and the no that's um something else oh this no one... yes i'm sorry yeah yeah i know what you're talking about now this one ha- is a cartoony looking uh yeah the, um there's a lot of crafting in it apparently you're supposed to gather materials craft and if you come across something that somebody else has 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 already like picked clean you're able to see them for a minute i don't really understand like the balance in that like, wherever they are, they can see you. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see how that <laughs> comes out when uh, when the game's actually released or when they start showing off more of it. It looks weird, and it looks very Hunger Games expired. There was, like, an arena, and then somebody was closing off parts of it. I think the first person to die becomes, like, a director. Oh, yeah. No, uh, isn't well, it just it asymmetrical? Player? I think, yeah, it begins with a director. Okay. Well, there's there's going to be somebody who's who's kind of pulling the strings later, eventually, or... From the beginning, yeah, at the yeah, okay, it's, from the outset, it's an essential part of the gameplay on this one. I guess that's what differentiates that really from the others is that you um, have a player controlling where the drops, what where zones are shut off, exactly. All right, yeah, uh, Black Desert's going to be coming to the uh, Xbox One. Uh, one, that's uh, an MMO, and apparently it just looks amazing. It looks beautiful. Uh, this is not ringing any bells at all. Yeah, that's hopefully <laughs> hopefully that's not like a pre. Oh uh, uh, yeah. A foreshadowing of how this game's going to perform. They've also showed off a couple of games. The last night, the Artful Escape. Uh, those are both indie games, mm-hmm. I believe, and they look pretty, uh, pretty much. Tacoma's coming out. They they finally showed another trailer that's coming out August second, and Cuphead, which is I've been reading about oh, for years. Oh my god, I want Cuphead it's so this bad. Vintage looking game that looks like something out of uh, Steamboat Willie almost. Yeah, like think back to the fifties cartoons yeah. it's it looks like one of those came to life and you can control it it's yeah. amazing the filters that they use <laughs> yeah, the, they, the, the, the animation they use for that yeah it's all so frig it looks like it's on a rotoscope thing it's amazing yeah that's coming september 29th hopefully that doesn't get pushed back hopefully this is it the game's coming out and people can enjoy it because it looks great i've been hearing about it for years and i'm it's coming to pc so we should definitely play that co-op because right. uh, he does have Oops. a friend that he can uh, play with 
Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. I That's, need to get on Life is Strange. I just need to go through it. I've, I've heard a lot of like, oh, yeah, Teen Drama Simulator, whatever. PlayStation Plus right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a prequel story from before the original Life is Strange story, although I do hear that Don't Nod Entertainment is working on a sequel story. Okay. This isn't going to be Don't Nod. Ah, all right. Um, and it's only going to be three episodes. Uh-huh. Which hopefully, maybe it'll be less, it'll be cheaper, or it'll be a more concise experience that... Like with Borderlands or Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe you feel like it's dragging on too long, mm-hmm. having to wait for every episode. The uh, one of the most interesting games, and that the one that I like was hearing about the most was Sea of Thieves. Yeah, That's that a, game. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Guns of Icarus. Yes, but there's also some off-ship exploring. It's a pirate mm-hmm. game. You're playing as an individual character, and it looks like you're in squads of four. One's piloting, one's using a compass, one's like using the map. Everyone has a different cooperation role on this ship. Yeah. Matey. The examples that I saw was uh, the Polygon people, the McElroys and Nick. Yeah. Yeah, they were going onto an island and using clues from a treasure map kind of thing to find a buried treasure. Which so one of them a, was happy with the map? Proud Justin of map. McElroy kept showing his map off to everyone, which you can do if if you're uh, you're showing it to the captain while he's steering the ship. Or not the captain, but the one who's, who's navigating. Yeah, you have to physically hold a map in front of someone else as opposed to being able to just pop open a GUI. Yeah, which is a cool touch. If you're on the island looking for the treasure, you find like certain like landmarks. I think it was like a boar head shrine, a skull. Uh-huh. And then they had to take eight paces. So if you pull your compass out and it says eight paces northwest, you take one step at a time till you get to the treasure. Right. It also, uh, when those things become relevant, or I don't think automatically, but you have tools that will measure those things as well. Yeah, when you're doing the compass, it'll do one step oh, at I'm a sorry. time. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, and then you have to work together to, di- to dig it out, or not necessarily work together, but it's a lot faster, I guess, if you have four people digging it up versus yeah, one. Yeah, cooperation. Uh, and then one person has to carry it back to the ship while the other three defend the person. Uh, it looks fun. Like, it looks cartoony. And then the big thing that was driving people crazy was that you pull a banana out, stem first, and then you just kind of shove it towards your face, and then it's gone. Yeah. So one of them tried That's to eat a banana like that. fashion to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then the company that makes Griffin this, they, uh, they they taunted Griffin to eat a coconut that way, too. And he retweeted back, didn't he? Say, like, I'm not afraid of me. you. You don't know what I can do. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> um, the funny guys. Uh, so see if these, that looks really fun. Uh, hopefully it's on PC, which I think it will be. But they're saying, like, there's a lot of troll potential because I think Justin, like, crushed their ship into rocks. Right. Um We'll see. Uh, hopefully it's not a game that people are going to be too serious and angry about, like, if people are messing around, because it looks like yeah. a game you can just mess around with your friends with. In- you get, like, like he said, it has a lot of potential for griefing, yeah. but it just generally looks fun, and even when you were trying to grief what they were trying to do there, it still seemed to be all in high spirits and good fun. Yeah, although that might be because they knew each other. Yeah. Uh, Crackdown 3, they showed off a little more of that. That game was supposed to be a big deal because you can destroy buildings and stuff. Yeah. That's only in the multiplayer. Yep. That sucks. It's going to be cloud. Uh, Cloud computed. uh, Like, that's how they're handling the buildings falling apart. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, it doesn't look great, but apparently it's a lot of fun. It feels intuitive and, and... I heard the second one wasn't as good. I like the first one a lot, though. Yeah, the second one, I mean, because... They used the same map and added some things with that whole, mm, with the okay. whole, the freaks, I think that's what they called them. Yeah. And uh, it, it wasn't... It felt like DLC. It was just their way of throwing the zombie, getting into the zombie craze and, okay. and keep Crackdown relevant. And it's just, it seemed a little bit forced. It wasn't awful, but it uh, it should have been just cheap DLC. 
Yeah, okay. Well, hopefully that uh, is funner or as fun as the first one because that one I know was a lot of fun. I tried it. Yeah, the first one was great. I loved the first one. Yes. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, another friend. Dude. Or, I need to get on the first one. Ori and the uh, Blind Forest was the first game. They're making a sequel. They didn't even show any gameplay, and it just looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, if if the game looks half as good as that trailer did, which is completely achievable, like, judging from the first game, uh-huh. um, it'll, it'll look great. I heard it's a lot of fun. I still need to play it myself, the first one. Uh, but, yeah, they announced that. And that's it from Microsoft, but we did get a few publisher uh, press conferences, the first one being Ubisoft. Actually, it's Ubisoft. Go ahead and ask the freaking VP. I think he said however you want to say it is fine. I think it's Ubisoft. Anyway, we're going to leave this up to the fans. You guys uh, send us votes <laughs> on the Facebook page or uh, Red email. pill for Ubi, blue pill for, for Ubi. Because you'd be right if you pick my side. Um, the first thing they announced was the one that we weren't super sure of uh, a few weeks ago, Mario and Rabbids. Very skeptical Kingdom when presented battle. with nothing else. Yeah. Uh, Rabbids don't have, like, the best track record in terms, like, with older players. They're almost like a throwaway character for, like, experimentational stuff. Even Which even... Mario was supposed to be. Uh, he was supposed to be thrown into any role, remember? Right. Um, anyway, in any case, they finally showed off some of the gameplay, and we were, I, I feel like I was very wrong in judging that this game wasn't going to be very good because it looks amazing. This game is doing a really good job. It's providing some really great, awesome depth to what looks like a really, really crazy, it was. It looked like it was going to be a very childish game. And I thought it was going to be a platformer, and that's not even... Yeah, as silly as it looks, as ridiculous as everything looks... It is taking just about everything you can think about from other tactical RPGs, specifically XCOM, and is totally using it and giving it its, you know, Mushroom Kingdom twists. Yeah, there's even a Chroma Squad vibe, which is similar. Um, I saw Mario would move forward and then the other characters would spring off of his feet. Like, mm-hmm. he would lie on his back and like, yeah. give them a, you know, springboard to get to further normally inaccessible uh, areas at least with their movement uh, thing. Right. It, it looks really cool. I'm very excited to see where it goes. The trailer looks fun, and then the giant statue of the Donkey Kong rabbit at, at on the floor at E3. Yeah. Just, oh, man. They are doing a really good job not just marketing this one right here, but the guys that they have behind it very are... Very passionate. They're passionate. They're showing that in each one of these like new gameplay reveals and trailers... They're showing that, yeah, we know what exactly what we're doing. As silly as this whole outfit that this game is wearing looks, they know exactly what they're doing with yeah. the mechanics in it. And I think it's important, too, to remember, like, as, you know, we're all getting older, it's still important to, like, stay younger in, in at heart and enjoy, like, silly things like this this crossover. Yeah, if it's a good game, then it's a good game, regardless of what it looks what like. What coat of paint it has, yeah. And hopefully, like, for younger people... If they like this kind of gameplay, they'll get into Fire Emblem or uh, Groove Wars. Or I can Wargroove, see it bringing a lot of people XCOM. into different. It's gonna. I can see this pulling a lot of people from more serious, you know, demographics, trying out maybe getting a little bit more open with something that looks a little childish, quote unquote. And then the other way around is okay. You know what? Maybe now that these maybe younger um, younger demographics are playing something that's so complex, yeah. maybe they'll be a little less afraid to play something. This will be the gateway game to the hard stuff. Yep. XCOM yeah. and uh, you know uh, <laughs> the hard stuff. <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem. With Not saying no... those games aren't hard, but yeah. I like no, this. I mean like hard I like stuff, this, like hard I, drugs. I like this drug analogy. <laughs> uh, they also announced Crew Two. Now we mentioned that uh, I believe two weeks ago because yeah. 
that it was rumored that that would be one of the uh, free games for the PlayStation Plus. It wasn't, but they did announce Crew 2. They're adding dirt bikes and planes. Uh, hopefully, there's more than just that, and the, they fixed the uh, weird rubber banding that the game seemed to have, the right. first one. Uh, it, it made the game almost unplayable, from what I was reading. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it's if it looks good, I'll check it out, and we'll talk more about it uh, when it comes it, closer to release date. It was a little surprising to see, considering the performance of crew, uh, the first crew, yeah. that this got a, a sequel, but then again, that typically means... You know, I think okay. they saw what was wrong with it and they know what to fix. And so, oh wow, we were way bad there. Yeah, let's patch that up. What do you want? Do you want to? No, pause? I'm talking about that. Story. Oh damn! Okay, I think you meant us. <laughs> no, I, we're I, fine. Everything we do is amazing. You yep, I and mean, you guys man. are listening to it, and that makes you a great person. Skull and Bones. That was a pretty. I don't know what to think about this one. It's uh, basically it's Assassin's Creed Black Flag, only it doesn't have any of the pirate stuff. I mean, not pirate, assassin stuff. So it's. It's only pirate stuff. Yes. Your new shanties, which I know you seem to enjoy in Black Flag, mm-hmm. was it you? Yeah, uh, there's new treasure. I think this one, they're adding multiplayer to it. There's three different classes of ships so far. Okay. One of them is at a close range where you're ramming into the other ship. Uh-huh. Uh, another one is a long range where you're trying to snipe them from afar with cannonballs and right. stuff. Right. Not sure what the middle ground is. Probably just like the standard play that you would see in uh, Assassin's Creed. Okay, okay. Um, it looks, I mean, it sounds cool. Uh, apparently, the multiplayer, you're trying to get treasure between you and another crew or another group and then at the end of it pirate hunters come and try to mop everybody up while you're trying to get away okay after the results uh come in yeah come and scavenge that's hopefully a, that's good that's a pretty awesome uh concept considering like i was i was all for them trying it out but then i kind of felt that this naval stuff was getting a little too invasive in the, in the way, assassin yeah you know like i even wanted you know i have i'm, I'm gonna do a segment Miss Miss IP appropriation, the title pending, and Assassin's Creed is going to be part of it. That that facet being a big like focus, I felt it, it really took away from the fact that you're supposed to be an assassin. Now you are a pirate. Sure, you're still killing people, but it felt that you weren't so much an assassin anymore. Yeah, especially when you're assaulting a fortress with cannons blazing. Like, right, You're basically right. announcing you're not, your okay. presence. You're I'm not. going to murder you as opposed to, you know, you're supposed to be an assassin. No one's supposed to know you exist. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'm really happy to see something coming from a divergence. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, Starlink Battle of Atlas was another announcement that Ubisoft, Ubisoft made. Um, it's basically Skylanders meets No Man's Sky. And from what I've seen, you're going to hook up something to your controller, be it, uh, I think I saw PS4 and the Switch both use as examples. So hopefully that's coming to both of those. You have a ship, and then you add stuff onto the ship, and in the game that stuff will appear on your ship. Um, I'm hope I, This is a game I'd be happy with, like, a random little grab bag thing that you can buy. Okay. Because when you get the right part, it's just going to be so much more fulfilling. Like, if you know you need missiles or something and you get them, that's that's going to feel good. Right. Um, that's all they've shown so far. It's a cool concept. I would love to see more gameplay of it. And we'll let you guys know more when they when they show more. And the big announcement Ubisoft, Ubisoft yeah. had was Beyond Good and Evil 2. It looks very different, but damn, does it look amazing. It is a prequel. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, considering the first game left off on a cliffhanger. Yeah, uh, and who knows if they'll ever get back to that. Beyond Good and Evil, it, it I have no idea why. I I really need to get a good look at this, but they're talking about like destiny, in in regards to this game. What do you mean? As a comparison. Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> this game is uh, gonna be interesting. Whoa. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll see what it what it ends up being. We'll we'll tell you more about it uh, when we get more when information. When we get more news, we'll <laughs> let you know. And the last big oh, no, I'm sorry, not the last second to last Bethesda. They I think had the weakest conference of the six. Uh, they showed off Doom, Fallout Four, and Skyrim. They're all going to be getting VR. Okay. In Doom's case, it's called VFR. VFR. What's the F? Virtual F in reality, like the big F. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's clever. That one, you use your left hand to teleport or like to warp forward, which is going to be a big part of the game because the original one, well, the one they're basing this off of, the Doom they're basing this off of, uh-huh. you would do finishers and be jumping around a lot in the game. Yeah. So it looks like they're going to be doing that, which okay. I'm a fan of. Hopefully it doesn't make people nauseous. We'll see because VR is very tricky. Yeah. Um, they also announced a creation club, which had people upset. Basically, developers can make mods and then sell them. And, you know, the whole point of mods is that you're messing with the game for free. I don't know how many people uh, are going to be happy about this. We're not talking about AAA devs. We're not talking about... Mm, I think they're, I think it said... It said developers. I think that leaves it open. But we're talking about anybody. Anybody. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, hopefully... I, I don't know what to think about this. When we, when we say developer, are we saying developer like Steam thinks everyone's a developer? I, it just said developer. Okay. I'm hoping it means like, oh, you know, a big big title wants to put something in the game. Sure. They did show off the dwarven like, crab armor, which brings us full from? circle from the horse armor. It turns the mud crabs into like dwarven creations or something. Okay. Um, and if you remember, I think the, the mud very crabs first... we're talking about in uh, Skyrim. In, okay, Skyrim, not uh, I'm th- I'm thinking Mirelurks in uh, Oh no no no. No, yeah, these are, like, the old... They look like the older Meyer Lurks from, like, 3, maybe. Okay. Um, the first DLC, I think, ever was, like, the horse armor from Oblivion. But that's... Yeah, that's It was, like, right. five bucks for just a, a cosmetic... Really yeah, it was, like, people it was bad. People were really, like, holy crap. Like, this was a I'm waste. paying for a skin. Yeah, um, so it looks like they're coming full circle with that. Hopefully there's good deal... You know, I don't know. I don't know what people are going to think is a good price to pay for what a lot of people expect to be free. What mm-hmm. I expect, I mean, mods have always been like this kind of no man's land where you're kind of trying stuff out. Maybe it'll break your game. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but they right. did announce for Switch, and well, Skyrim for the Switch. With Link Amiibo. Functionality. Which will, it'll unlock clothes and the Master Sword along with the Hyrulean Shield. Hylian, yeah. Hylian, yeah, not Hyrulean, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that looks pretty cool, but Link, I mean, the characters in Skyrim are, like, realistic to the point of being ugly. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how Link is gonna look when that yeah, comes Link, out. Link, Zelda borrowing from Skyrim, that seemed to work out fine, but going the other way around, it looked really... Just seeing the outfit on him and the blonde hair, and Yeah. it looked really awkward. I mean, hope, yeah. There was some Joy-Con functionality in the game, too. It looked like shaking the left and right Joy-Cons would activate your left and right arms. Hands, whatever you have equipped. Yeah. I don't think it's as, like, you Obviously know. exclusive to that, considering, you know, the motion control. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be, like, a one-to-one sword kind of fighting thing like Sky, uh, Skyward Sword was. Right. Um, I don't think anything ever will. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you just shake it and it activates it. Although I'm not sure what that means for spells that you can charge up. We'll, we'll see. Um, Dishonored Death of the Outs- Outsider, that's a, that's a standalone story. Is it going to be a DLC, or is it its own I game? I think it's going to be a standalone. Like, you don't have to have the, the second game. Okay. Um, yeah, that's really that's really A smaller it. release? Yeah, and uh, that looks... I mean, if you like the, the games, this is good for you, because it's just a, a small extra chunk of uh, content. The, the Evil Within 2. It's that gonna, looked cool. The trailer looked dope. I need to find the song for that. It was very... 
very well done trailer. One thing that concerns me, I didn't get a real good chance to play The Evil Within 1, but what I liked about the whole thing was that, you know, it's coming back to its whole, yeah, Resident Evil, psycho horror, kind of slow, scary, more suspense than than just a whole lot of action and jump scare. It looks like this game is, like, turboing. It looks like this franchise is turboing right the same way that Resident Evil was because this does look a lot more action-y. But in that same token, uh, because it's more supernatural, it looks like a lot more cooler stuff happens in this one, not just things mutating and being gross. Like a giant snake. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Or a giant plant. Or just a regular shark. Those aren't... You, okay, you're, you're I'm thinking just, of... I'm sorry, the first Resident Evil. You're talking Evil. about Resident Evil. I thought you were saying those those were in a... No, 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 no. Okay. Although there was a scene... Like, the first time you see a zombie in Resident Evil 1, it like it's eating somebody and then mm-hmm. it turns because it notices you. And or apparently they it. aped that scene for the Evil Within. It's the same director. So, I mean, yeah. it's not a... You know, like they're just straight stealing. And that game actually is coming out October... Friday the 13th. Yeah, pretty awesome. <laughs> That's cool that the... Uh, your marketing gets to take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about this one? or Wolfenstein 2, the yes. new Colossus. Had a pretty impressive booth that, I I mean, I didn't we recognize totally from the outside. We totally skipped over yeah. it. I didn't see the trailer before I saw it. And had so no just... idea that that booth had anything. It honestly, I was... I don't know why I even had the thought that it's like, are they using... Uh, Mafia 3 from last year. They're using what? some of this stuff again, but it's like, how do you... No, that doesn't make yeah, any why would sense. They? <laughs> I don't know why I completely just skipped over this and didn't realize what the hell was actually going on from looking from the outside. But we just knew it had a long line. Oh, man. They were giving out strawberry shakes because in the trailer for it, there's a very, like, Inglorious Bastards-esque uh, scene where, mm-hmm. like, the main... I don't know the main, but there's one of the German leaders is, like, he wants a milkshake instead of milk, like... Uh, yeah, Christoph Waltz's character. Yeah, it was a cool trailer. Um, it's very action packed, and apparently the first scene of the game, the first level of the game, you're in a wheelchair. Okay. Or unable to move, so you have to like use conveyor belts to just kill Nazis. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Uh, I do want to mention one dumb thing that I've that's come out in the wake of this game. People are mad that you're killing Nazis. Yeah. And I mean, when I say people are mad, I mean Nazis are mad that you're killing Nazis. Yeah. It's It's so idiotic. Like, how could you possibly defend, like, killing a bunch of Nazis? I'm sorry. Like, what? (laughs) I don't get what. I just stop. It's a game. It's a video game. It's a work of fiction. Shut up. (laughs) And even if you were really killing Nazis, I don't know anybody would complain. Yeah, right? Besides Nazis. The game looks cool. Uh, I'm actually thinking of checking out the first one because I didn't realize how good it was or how much of a big deal it was. Like uh-huh. it just didn't appeal to me at first. Apparently, the first hour is kind of like a slog, but after that, it just like takes off. Yeah. Uh, so we might be streaming that someday. Um, but yeah, that was the big announcement for them. The diner was cool. It looked just like the diner in the uh, in the trailer. Uh, and that's it for Bethesda. The last conference that we're talking about is EA. And Star uh, Wars Battlefront. Two, yes, that looks pretty exciting. The story looks, I mean, it, apparently it, people are impressed with how professional and and not video game campaign esque it seems. Yeah, so far it uh, they're gonna do away with their season pass that they had from the Battlefront One, which yeah. was just a dumb idea already. Like, come especially on. considering it's sixty dollars for the thing. Yeah, it just come on. They, 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 you're already at a time where people are uh, reacting positively to the free model to and and things and are that going shouldn't even be a big way. deal. It, it really shouldn't. It's it's you already have the DLC pre planned. Yeah, 
But yeah, it's great that they're going to do that with this one. So it looks like it's getting more of the uh, Overwatch and more of the uh, what Nintendo is going to borrow from too, and and just offer the free updates as they keep going. Yeah. Um, it's going to cover all eras of Star Wars. Yeah, they so showed off characters uh, and heroes from droids. all the different ones. And clone troopers, which I think is my favorite era, just because of how minimalist. Like the droids are tiny, mm-hmm. but they're also a threat. Like right. they're little stick figures, but like they'll kill you, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. the the stormtroopers all had like I remember in Battlefront Two, the old one, they all had like different markings based on what class they were. Okay. Which class based oh, yeah. combat is going to be? I, thing, I did know? play that, and that was awesome. The like little the red, packs. blue, yeah. and uh, all those little those little accents were actually pretty sweet. Yeah. Hopefully, there's more of that in this one. Um, New Bioware IP. Anthem. This looks like it's going to be a mix between The Division and Destiny. Yeah. It's had the same crappy canned dialogue. It's a, the, the the first look of it was um, people playing it, like, oh, here's your squad, you and your friends. And it had, like, crappy dialogue. Like, some woman got a, a gun that's legendary called oh, Jara's Wrath. And yeah. the guy's like, nice. I, Are oh, you kidding look, me? I got Jara's Wrath. Like, yeah. It was uh, eh, not as bad as what I just did, but it was obviously acted. It was acted well, but it was obviously it was. acted. I would have been like screaming if I if, if I was like I know what this gun is and I've been wanting it for a while. I finally got it. You'd I'd be screaming. Like when I got a there was a gun in uh, Destiny called the Cirrus Regime and all of us were trying to get it. Me right. and another friend got it in one match after PVP. Right. And we were like screaming. The other people were like I hate you. I hate you. I, I can't believe like actually Legit emotions because it actually takes, you know, the, the, those chances. It was yeah. a dice roll. Yeah. So it just, I would love for people to, like, hey, you look like a gamer. You play Destiny. Here you go. Pretend you just got this gun when you, uh, when, during the trailer. Yeah. It's kind of odd that they're like, hey, pretend to be a gamer. And then. Pretend to be excited. <laughs> and it, it just, it's. Have you it's never legitimately seen somebody yeah. excited over something like this or. It, it, like you can obviously see tell that whoever directed that segment doesn't really know what an excited gamer looks like. Yeah. And anybody who could possibly get attracted to that uh, depiction of what gaming is obviously has very very poor cognition of what they they and their friends <laughs> look like to everyone else. Just you tearing know? them down, huh? <laughs> it's it's this is stupid. This is going back to when uh, I remember the, those those advertisements for the game school where these guys are like, yeah, we almost got all the bugs in the game. That's not a fucking thing. There, there's never been a finite number of problems in anything. And even when you think something's perfect, something else breaks. going <laughs> to come up always. There's no, there's no such thing as a perfect game. And there's no such thing as like a quota or finite amount of bugs to find. Yeah. So it was like the dumbest, like this is so But then sad. even the way they're saying that, it's like, yeah, we're shipping this with bugs. Have fun. Yeah. The fact that they were still ta- <laughs> talking about everything, like, oh yeah, we're almost done with level two. I, I just shook my head so hard. <laughs> anyway, um, the game itself looks really nice. The you get these exosuits called javelins, which are like Iron Man armor. Uh, when the when the main character's friend dropped into play with her, he literally dropped in. He did the Iron Man like superhero yeah. landing that they talked about in Deadpool. The whole fist on the floor. Yeah, and, and then rising up. Yeah, there's apparently several suits that you can get, and they're all like you can personalize them for your play style. So that looks like it looks like it's gonna be cool, but. Division looked cool, too, and then it just wasn't very engaging. Yeah. Um, and then there's one character that can, like, float around like she's psychic or something. It looks it looks cool. Uh, I'll try it if it if it continues to look that way. Mm-hmm. But after Anthem, like, I mean, not Anthem, sorry. This is Anthem. After the Division, I'm going to be a little more guarded about that. Right. 
Uh, and it kind of sucks to begin with because the first thing that they start out is uh, saying that how new and different this is going to be, and right off the bat, comparisons to games that didn't even come out too long ago. Yeah. So um, it, it's kind of eh, okay, whatever. Okay, we're, we're this is the this this is this year's iteration of that last stuff. This isn't something completely brand new. Although, like with with how Andromeda turned out in, in the public uh, mm-hmm. eye, hopefully. This is where they're putting all their their A team, you know. Okay, I got you. Uh, so yeah. Considering uh, what we got <clears throat> out of that IP, this better make up for it. Yeah, it was enjoyable, but yeah, it was not uh, up there. Let's make faces. A way out. Co-op prison break. Uh, this looks so. so I'm good. super excited for this. This is from the guy that made Brothers: A Tale mm-hmm. of Two Sons. Kind of uh, crazy to know that he hooked up with EA. Joseph, Joseph Ferris. Apparently, they're like giving him all the proceeds for this, all the profits. That they're is paying for the game, and they're awesome. also... Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but they may be able to recoup their costs. But, yeah, they like, here, have fun. Um, this guy is a director from Sweden. He made, like, five or so movies, and then he's like, how about a game? And Brothers was That's great. Brothers came out. Yes, and then this game, it is only split screen. I took this to mean that you would be couch co-op only. You can play online, but there's still going to be split screen, right? Because it's very you're, important you're, to know the information that yeah. the other person's doing. The things and the things that the other player sees, it's vital that when you're playing couch co-op, that you talk to each other and communicate, like what you're what you're noting around the room. Yeah, he actually said the couch is like the third player, because it's important nice. to have that like dialogue. There's moments where you're going to rob a gas station, uh, and you guys, have, one of them has to take the gun. And so you actually have to make that decision together. Yeah. You could both just hit a button, but that would mess up what is intended. You both need to know what the plan is right there and what you're going to, like, to, because uh, you're going to also say something right after or act on it. Yeah, so like it's you, important yeah. that both players know and agree on who's going to take which action. Yeah. Uh, and then he said that there's a lot of segments where they'll introduce something to the game to only use it once. Yeah. Like this brawling mechanic that uh, apparently is supposed to be kind of a reference to Old Boy, I think. Oh, that's right. That's There's right. There's a hallway fight, and apparently the fighting system that they use is only used for that part of the game. Uh-huh. And he said, like, normally that, like, developers wouldn't want to do that. Like, oh, that's dumb to just use it once. Mm-hmm. But uh, it looks like this guy's getting his way. Hopefully that makes it for a great game. He seemed a little cocky, but, I mean, after Brothers, I think he has the right to be. Right. Hopefully this isn't, like, a sophomore slump kind of thing, and this game looks... It looks great, so hopefully it's as good as it as it looks. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this game. Me too. Battlefield One. They Some... are getting night maps. Yeah. Uh, I think they're. I I don't know if that's different maps at night or if it's just night variations of the current maps. Mm-hmm. Either way, that's gonna make for a different experience, considering you're always in the daylight and uh, snipers. You know, that's very dangerous. They're also gonna be doing a Russian expansion, um, and hopefully that adds a lot of maps. I haven't seen hopefully a lot. I just yeah, maybe cut down on that. Hopefully, hopefully I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it'll be more content for players to go through. Uh, I had fun with it for a while, and then it just you know my squad all fell off of it, so it's getting harder to just go back to it. And uh, their sports games, Madden and FIFA 18, they're going to continue their new tradition of adding stories to the games. They tried uh, that in FIFA 17. Mean, let's go back. No, I know what I said. In FIFA 17, they had a story mode. They're uh-huh. adding it to Madden and the new FIFA. Or FIFA's ah, continuing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, where you're following one player. Uh, I mentioned this to my brother. He brought up a good point. In FIFA, you're playing as one character. Uh, 
but in Madden, you're, you're usually you control the whole squad, or you're controlling the very key players of that. You know, right. So I'm wondering if you're going to be able to play somebody who's just blocking for the quarterback. <laughs> you know, how's that going to how's that going to translate? <laughs> yeah. Or how's it going to translate if you're just a running back and you have to go along and try to get the you know right. stay open? You know, um, I'm kind of like th- this is making me want to try it. Okay. Because it's taking what you think you know and kind of putting a personal spin on it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, those were the big big uh, yeah conferences. Huge announcements, huge event, yeah, huge year, man. E three. We've been talking about this for an hour and sixteen minutes. Yeah, and just on that, like no other, no outside news, no friggin' reviews or, or uh, or or, or topic today yet. <laughs> yet. Um. Although I will say, I went to the Nintendo Summer of Play th- uh tour event. That was like a mini E three. Over... It was a mini show floor. Yeah, yeah. We, I got to try Arms again. I got to try. Uh, Splatoon. I tried Hey Pikmin mm-hmm. real quick. Let me say Hey Pikmin's pretty much as you expected. It's it's like uh, Yoshi's Island with uh, with Pikmin, but it still has that charm. Like when the creatures come out, there's less strategy to them. But uh, the like, I know what a giant red bulborb is. Right. I know like how to deal with it. Uh-huh. But like I said, there's less strategy, so it's a lot easier mm-hmm. than that. Even it's a fun diversion. Um, hopefully we. But why? Even, I don't know. I don't know. Why? Even I tried Metopia. I don't know. I tried Metopia, not as engaging as you would expect. A lot of it was me holding the button to make it fast forward through uh, nonsense. Yeah, I'm not excited for that one that's anymore. That's never good. Yeah, uh, but I hey, was Pikmin. holding fast forward a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, because if you play the me uh, find me game, if you're holding R, uh, it fast forwards through basically the boring stuff that you don't need to. Like, the characters will walk into the next room, or the monster showed up, you know? But that seemed to be most of what the new game is, Metopia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, Pikmin was fun. It's just, it's not necessarily a necessary Pikmin game. Yeah, and I don't understand why uh, like that franchise, I know Yoshi's going to get that full game on Switch, but still, just go ahead and keep using Yoshi for something like this. Yeah. Um, I want to see more of Hey, Pikmin. Maybe there's some levels that are definitely going to be intuitive or innovative and and kind of carry that Pikmin spirit a little more. Yeah. But so far it was just kind of fun, not necessarily Pikmin fun. Right. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go right into our uh, what we've been playing, our little reviews and overviews kind of thing. This is a weird episode because of E3. Uh, yeah, It the first day was the day we usually start recording. Yeah. And then, you know, thereafter, work, exhaustion, just... Yeah, this this week kind of screwed us up, but next week we'll be right back on track. So most of this episode consisted of what we saw at E3. Yeah. And we're just going to do this miniature kind of review on Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 2, the Telltale series. Yeah, that was <sighs> fun, but it's definitely got flaws. It seems like their B team was the one working on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know Telltale was big enough to have a B team, but I guess after this, <laughs> these many titles, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because they're doing, uh, I think they just finished The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. They're doing this one. Um, is that it? Okay, hopefully they can. Right now, hopefully that's... they can put all their attention on the last three episodes of this one. Hopefully, there definitely were. Um, what's the word? You could see the seams. Yep. This time, the audio was. Crazy bad. <laughs> we can't tell if some parts were intentional or not, which is how bad it is. I should know. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be confused as to whether or not I should be hearing ambience over dialogue 
and music fading in and out music at all (laughs) like it just the first episode definitely seemed to have a better uh, just leveling uh, you know sound mixing yeah but then this episode there were some points where yeah ambient sound was louder than some speech and it was why they're just in the ship why (laughs) why do I need to hear the the engine that loudly right now Uh, there was that long awkward segment yeah, there's a big action scene near the end. Peter puts his headphones on, which In the you first episode, think... he does the same thing and music kicks okay, in. Okay, yeah. This is what makes it really weird. He puts his headphones on and it, there's no music the whole segment. And it, it at times there's action, like laser shots or whatever, or grunting, punching. And then other times they'll be jumping over something and it's just quiet. And it's like, where's... There should be music here. I didn't notice it until Hape it, uh, here uh, mentioned it. Yeah, what made it super awkward even, what makes it feel like it's a problem, like some kind of bug, is the fact that there's not even ambient sound all of a sudden. The same ambient sound that was way too loud to hear over, all of a sudden everything is awkwardly radio silence, silence. Like, they're, 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 all you hear are some uh, sound effects and some dialogue at, at, during, like, while you're grunting attacks, whatever. Yeah. It um, was really weird. It was it was really bad. Yeah. And uh, the humor and the animations didn't exactly get a whole lot better. Uh, there were some jokes. Like, I thought um, Drax was really funny a few times. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he tackles... A robot or a hologram or something, or he tackles right. you because of a hologram. Yeah, and because he let you get hurt in the first episode, he's like, "I protected you." Everybody saw yeah. that. Like he's just, he's just, "I protected you." I did. That was me doing a good job. Like, he was so happy and satisfied with the fact that he um, what he considers him doing like a favor. There's a segment with Groot where you have to push two buttons at the same time. So you're like, "Hey Groot, can you push this one for me and I'll push this one?" And he's like, "I'll just do them both." Like, why do I need you? Uh-huh. <laughs> you're like, oh, "Okay, cool." Like, um, but there were some parts where it just again fell flat. I think, was it this one he was dancing in and it looked really weird? Like, yeah. His hips were jerking back and forth, but it didn't look uh, great at all. Actually, we played Tales of the Borderlands 2. Uh, the character well, jumps over a dumpster, get... and it looks yeah. way smoother than anything we've seen here. Um, on the other hand, though, the emotional stuff with Rocket... Yeah, okay. That cool. is why these games are popular. I don't understand why they, that level of quality doesn't carry over to every aspect of this game. Yeah, because that part seemed... was so sad, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Once you switch to the rocket portion in this story, it, the, the quality suddenly jumps right the f back up to what like, you would uh, expect from Walking Dead or or, or, or Tales. Yeah, like like it, it's it, it shot right back up. It's like okay, this is well mixed. This is I hear everything and just their exchanges. They, they, it got emotional. It Little was, animal people had better expressions than the humans. Yeah, yeah, and then you know it sucks because you finish that part and then go back, back to, to what, the, the sandwiching, uh, the weird, awkward, arc. musicless part. It was. We even thought it was a bug. I looked at somebody else's playthrough and there's still Same no music. Same thing happened to them. I, I reached I, out to I, I mean bug as in like not it's happening to random people but like like on their end. Consistently. Hate. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. It's just I, it feels like there was supposed to be at the very least ambient sound there and it's complete background silence. Yeah, I, I, I reached out to them. I didn't hear anything back yet. Um, I think I'm probably going to find another way to ask because it Which does seem like really... because I know uh, you can hear us. Telltale games. <laughs> That's a person who works there, first and last name. Um, yeah. Overall, I'm still want to finish this, the 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 story because I want to see where it goes, especially the decisions we're making now. Because that one seemed like based on the last one, 
a lot of things could or could not have happened, and I'm definitely interested in playing this again to see what's what goes down. Okay. Um, like going after Rocket's thing first. Yeah. And then as opposed to yeah yeah, there's a couple of just we saw the some decisions that we could make before and after, and we're wondering what are the what are the alternates. Without getting too heavy into spoilers, although I don't know if it's avoidable, there's a scene where Peter Star Lord says, "It's a good thing we have firepower." But then the dialogue, the subtitle says, it's the good thing we have, like, stun lasers or something. Yeah. And then you just start shooting people. Which is, wait, I thought we were trying not to hurt anybody, and now here he is, yeah, bam, 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 (laughs) shooting everything. So, I mean, it doesn't look like they exploded, but at the same time, like, just that weird dissonance in the dialogue and the subtitles. Just the the dissonance, it's more like the dissonance in quality. Yeah. Especially the contrast between the rocket portions and then the outer... Like like yeah. uh, Star Lord parts. parts. Um, we do. Oh, and every episode is going to be focusing on a different character. That's that's cool. Like so, Rocket. So I think last one was Peter. We might get a Drax, Drax or Mora, um, Groot. Do, oh, okay, yeah. I forgot about the tree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so what if I'm racist? This game is <laughs> tracist. I the game was very fun to like poke fun at it. It was good in the, like in the two of us playing it together and like having the stream, watching and enjoying the jokes. Um, but yeah, I don't know that you know. By this yourself, probably wouldn't this have might... been so great if you just play it and you're expecting a quality Telltale's yeah like uh, experience. And I, it's not like I've got too many under my belt. I did GOTG episode one, and now we're also doing Borderlands epi- uh, the Borderlands Tales. Uh, pa- Tales from parallel. the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands. Name of the game. Doing that in parallel with uh, these GOTG ones. Which we'll have to wait for these, but Tales is already done, so we can just blast right through those. Yeah, it's just effing... It's drastically different. What happened? What the hell happened between this game and, and GOTG? I'm wondering how the Batman one is going to come out, because that was one of them is that came yet? out. Or how the Batman one is. is. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, this, it was just really surprising to see the difference in quality right here. There's... The Borderlands ones, the intros are freaking oh awesome. God. They are on par they, with what you see from the main games. Yeah, they, I think that's because of they said the whole song blast comes in, cinematic timing. It's just freaking great. And the credits, the, the way they show up up on around the environment. Yes, just this whole game. Uh, each individual episode is done really well, like its own full on title. And GOTG doesn't... Plus, they're still short. This one was, like, an hour and change. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The GOTG episodes are pretty short. The the, the Borderlands episodes are pretty freaking long. Like, I, I am doing streams and still not being able to finish one entire episode sometimes in between the, the my cuts. Yeah, they're definitely more substantial. Uh, like I said, I hope it picks up. I'm still enjoying Guardians of the Galaxy, but again, it's because we're just having fun, like, poking fun at it and having the the conversation between the people watching and us. Considering how big, you know, it was it was showing up everywhere and, you know, Disneyland even has its whole thing that they're gonna Mission do with Breakout, it. yeah, that's already started. All of that like how did how is this getting this like treated this poorly, this this yeah. Telltales thing. And it's not like a Telltales game is just kind of a background thing anymore. Telltales is kind of a bigger deal. They're on the forefront now. Yeah. Like the name Telltales it like when they announced now. Batman, when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy that was like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what they do with this. I just realized they're working with both a Marvel and a DC yeah. property. That's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Intra- in- interesting. Yeah. Uh, it used to mean something. This, I feel, is going to harm their brand eventually. The if qu- it doesn't drop up. in quality? For this one, yeah. Unless it mm. gets better drastically. Like I said, like the, the emotional stuff was great. 
I don't know why they they can clearly handle humor. Judging from Tales from the Borderlands. Yes. And especially some of those scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy with, like, Drax or Groot, they're funny. But then other times it's just, like, it's awkward. And if somebody did that, you would think they'd learned how to act just watching TV or something. I remember somebody uh, saying something. I forgot which reviewer it was. But they are mentioning that it's extremely obvious that these people recorded the lines in separate segments they're and they're not uh, riffing off each other exactly like 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 some uh some professional videos do they're actually like here's both actors are in the room not in the same booth but they're doing it together one one after another yeah. they can actually they can actually the have a dialogue yeah whereas on these it's very obvious that it's canned and it's it, it was one after another after another yeah um, actually, they did the same thing with Kung Fu Panda, the first one. Did they? Because of the Furious Five, everyone was a big, you know, Seth Rogen, Jackie Chan, Angelina Jolie. Right. They had Busy to do schedule. their things separately. Uh-huh. And that came out fine. I mean, obviously, that's a much higher budget, but you'd think that, like... You, it can be done. It can be managed. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of disappointing, but again, I'm going to see this one through to the end. Maybe this is on the on the speech director, on the uh, maybe. director that, I, there. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And it just seems like a lot of little things that are are kind of dragging this one down. It feels very amateur-y. And they left it on a very big cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. There was a blinding light at the end there. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of those. Somebody pointed out, like, it's worse when you know that the character knows something that you don't yet, and you have to wait until... Uh, Ah, instead of sharing it at the same time. Yeah. Right. Because they even say something I'm when like, the no, light goes. I'm the protagonist. I am the main character. Yeah, I'm supposed to know everything they There's do. There's not supposed to be a disconnect. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it, it gets better. Um, even if it stays at this point, at least we'll have fun joking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope. Do you think, you're, do you think it's worth the money? money yeah, that. do you think it's worth, the, what, 20 bucks? Right now, it really... The 20 bucks is... It's not a full title. It's on so the line. it's like, okay, you guys are... I guess you guys are okay with what I'm, I'm getting, but... You know, I'm not over here going to be praising this game either. I'm not. Yeah. They're not going to be getting very positive press from me at all. Like, yeah, this this game, you can tell there's just a, a lack of quality, maybe even some effort, um, or maybe there is just it just seems incohesive with them wanting to do the whole comedy thing. But then there's the timing and pacing. It's just awkward. And thought we were over this. Yeah. Um, but you, we also have been playing Tales from the Borderlands. Which has been it's it's so weird. Like I said, this, yeah, this game is a lot better. It just all the cinematics are are better. People don't seem so awkward. There are still some of those moments where you know they kind of look robotic in their rotations and turning and things like that. But they're it's it's way less than in Guardians. Then way less way less frequent, way less obvious. If something is on screen, you don't. It seems like they they're very cognizant of like okay we can't have that thing in focus and do anything funny and so far nothing has yeah it's pretty it what? just seems better handled one last thing about the guardians thing there was another one of those time echo puzzles but it's back in the first area that you've used it the first time and it seemed kind of like a waste to go back to that area so soon uh, I was telling during the during the stream I was saying like this would have been better to come back to in like the third or fourth episode. To kind of call back to that first one, not right. immediately go in back. The second episode. Yeah, that was kind of lame. But anyway, uh, yeah, Tales from the Borderlands just seems like you, they raised the bar. Well, is this one's before Guardians of the Galaxy, so I guess they lowered the bar at some point. Yeah. But this is is better in just about every way, and it's funny because Tales of the Borderlands 
is based on the Borderlands series, which usually has more crass humor. Right. And I don't, that's not, we're not seeing a lot of that in this. Yeah, it's still sticking fairly family friendly. It's got the occasional, you know, very violent act. It's Borderlands. Yeah. But it's not nothing, it's nothing like, here's the hut that we used to poop in. Right. Don't masturbate in here. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the source material that they have is way more foul, violent, and and even vulgar. Uh, vulgar. They're not going to for the most, the most uh, violent. Not what the grenade in the mouth. Remember? Yeah, but and that it was, was just a power comedic. trip fantasy. Yeah, yeah, like then then there was the 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 rocket innuendo, which is about as quote unquote foul as they'll get. Zero. Which, um, Moxie makes a joke about having a long, hard, long, hard something durable or strong something for her when when she gets back a a reward. And then he even says the word phallic reference or no. Ah, yes. Innuendo. I think is the line he says back. So, I mean, that just seems like the worst of it. So it's not the fact that like they have more to work with here. It's just it just just seems funnier in, in general. Um. Yeah, it was. It's kind of bizarre. I want to, to think see, that these are both from the same company. I, like considering that this is new and definitely, you know, obviously because it's newer, there's more. You can you can just do better. With yeah, you this. think that you're improving as a whole, but this seems like, again, like the B team was like, all right, we have to do this one. You guys kind of you kids are okay like on your own. Do I have to watch you guys? Grandpa's gonna, call okay. Good drink now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it yeah. Uh, if I had to give Guardians of the Galaxy a number, it'd probably be another seven out of ten. I'm against numbers. Yeah. Well, just you know. It says hate. Big my, hero. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, six or seven. Um, Tales from the Borderlands, I think, is more nine or eight and a half. I give uh, Tales of the Borderlands. I give an eight because it's not like it's got a whole lot of problems, but it's not. It's far from a perfect game. Yeah. And uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that, I mean, I'd probably give it more of a six, just as maybe even a five considering some of the... There is no point in a professional title where if... I, I should be questioning whether music or, should be going on yeah. or not, you know? There's no point that... Uh, there's just... I feel too many issues in that one to give it anything higher than, higher than a six. Yeah, on the bright side, you can kind of like doze... Not doze off... <laughs> It's more lenient in the information they give you in Guardians. Like you said in in uh, Tales, you have to pay attention a lot more. Like, yeah, it's more but densely packed with information, and I don't know that that is a good or a bad thing. Like I, I didn't say whether or not it was a good or bad thing because it's more yeah. like it, this is a game. It's more relaxing, I think, not having to be like absorbing all that information, right? Like, you know. Um, but yeah, Tales is great. I'm looking forward to finishing that one with you. Mm-hmm. Together, I'm just I'm looking forward to to watching Guardians of the Galaxy improve. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Yeah, a whole lot of talk about E3. Again, sorry that this is not full on news episode. Like we said, just enjoying E3 last week took a lot out of us. Yeah, and me especially because I went both days. Well, mm-hmm. two days of the three. Uh, a lot of walking and uh, a lot of heat. Right. Uh, and then sitting in a car waiting to get home um, or on a train. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll be back to our ne- regular segments next week, uh, like on the horizon and uh, the big uh, opinion piece at the end. Yeah. Um, but if you want to contribute in any way, shape, or form, let us know if, if you tried these games and you think that 
differently from what we think. Let us know what you think about the E3 announcements. Yeah, what game there... are you looking forward to? Are you upset by, you know, did you not see anything that you're really going to be happy about? Let us know in the comments. We want to discuss this a lot. We uh, we were really excited about E3, and if you have any questions, please ask. Yeah, we're on uh, Twitter at GameGo11. Uh, emails, GameGoPodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on our website, GameGoPodcast.com. Um, is that Come it? visit us during our live stream on our YouTubes, and I'm happy to ask live. Yeah, and then also we're on Facebook, uh, GameGo is hey, the name of the page. you guys really should visit for the live stream. It's getting more and more Lively. fun place to hang out. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been GameGo Podcast, the podcast where we talk about video games and whatever else we want, which is basically E3 2017 this time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys very much for listening. This has been Hate Bit Hero and yeah. Sonorous. Yep. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week with our regular uh, programming. Yeah, see you guys. Make sure to stay cool and beat the heat.